All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Today, we want to talk about a topic that um, I feel like sometimes is, is a little difficult to maybe bring up or sometimes even discuss because of because of the implications it might have in terms of you know relationships with members, relationships within the members and the community, and that is honesty within your within your performance when it when it comes to um, you know maybe maybe people who lose count of reps, maybe people who don't finish all their reps, also people who maybe prioritize their score over things that are maybe more important here at a CrossFit gym and really in any team setting um, and and kind of bringing that to like you know, what virtues do you bring to group fitness, right? Are you, are you somebody who is honest with, with your performance? Are you somebody who's honest with what you're doing and how you're doing it? Or is the the score more important to you than, you know, maybe those virtues? And, and Eric had a good point right before we started. He said, one of the founding principles for, for CrossFit athletes is virtuosity. And we think of that a lot of times in terms of our movement, making the easy things look uh, or maybe making the really hard things look easy, right? That's how we define virtuosity. But that can also be applied to our ethics as an athlete. And um, we're just going to attempt to, you know, kind of dig into some of that stuff today, maybe why this happens and, and some ways that we can navigate it as coaches and as athletes. So I'm going to pitch it uh, over to Eric first. Just maybe we can continue talking about that virtuosity piece, what it means uh, when you hear that word. Yeah, I mean, they we say like virtuosity is doing the common uncommonly well. And so what that means is just like really dialing in your technique and, and focusing on something as simple as maybe an air squat and just really dissecting it and making sure everything is not only to standard, but, you know, to, uh, you know, as close to perfection as you can get it, even though it's a relatively simple uh, movement. So, you know, I think whether that's, whether you're, you know, shorting the reps because you want to, you know, get them done faster. I think that's a pretty common, uh, thing in CrossFit or you're shorting or, you know, shorting the range of motion so you can get it done faster, or maybe you're shorting the reps, um, so that your, your score is better, you know, there, or maybe you're shorting the reps just because you're exhausted and, uh, and you don't want to do anymore. So, you know, all there's, you know, reasons whether they're good or bad for all of those. But yeah, maybe we can kind of go through those. I mean, there's there's good reasons to short your range of motion in the air squat. Like maybe you don't have full mobility or some sort of injury that prevents you from doing it. And those are perfectly valid reasons. I think it's easy in the CrossFit world, especially, you know, earlier days where it was like, you know, full depth squat was was all that matters. But sometimes there are cases where you you shouldn't be squatting below 90 if you have if your knees are a little jacked up or whatever you know less reps maybe it's too much volume for for where you're at as an athlete and and shaving reps down is a good way to scale things um so that's a valid reason to do less reps and then there's you know trying paying attention to the clock you know sometimes it's good to to just slow things down and and focus on the mechanics everything doesn't always need to be for time even Intensity is uh, is hugely beneficial. There's also times where it can be beneficial to just blow things down and and focus on virtuosity. So, so those are kind of good reasons to I don't know short range of motion or 
or uh, but then there's obviously the the not good reasons. I think a lot of that before we even dive deeper, like a, a quick disclaimer, I don't think this topic is being addressed necessarily because there's an issue of that, a, a prevailing issue of that within our gym or our gyms. But I think anybody who's been in CrossFit or been in competitive sports has at some point seen this or experienced it. So I think it's a worthy topic of debate, regardless uh, of mm. whether it's a huge issue or a small issue. But going forward, like one of the things I think that really kind of sets the the tone for whether this happens or not is where an athlete's priorities are. And Eric made a good point of like, if your only priority is to beat the clock every day, there's, there's probably going to be situations where you may not be holding a high standard on things. Maybe you are, and hopefully you are, but if you're only focused on your score and you're only focused on how your score is comparing to others, which that's kind of a whole nother uh, wormhole we can go down. If that's what you're focused on, then obviously there's going to at times be, uh, you know, maybe some compromises in your standard. And I think if we're as athletes put our focus more on how we move and also on a, a bigger level of, of ethics, what kind of standard we hold ourselves to as people, I think is, is paramount. Um, and, and I look at fitness as a way to develop our, our character, right? It's a tool for molding our character and um, if we're not holding a high standard there, then that's not just affecting your fitness, but in my eyes as a coach, that's affecting you as a person um, and not to necessarily attack anybody who might ever experience this on their end of things, but to just make that clear that um, it's not just your, this is my opinion. It's not just your fitness that's, that's being compromised. It's your own character that's being compromised. If you're not holding yourself to a high standard. Mm. It comes down to that that quote, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And this may be making a bigger, may seem like I'm making a bigger deal out of it, but it, I truly feel like when you're in the middle of a a high intensity exercise or a CrossFit workout, how you deal with that struggle when your your heart rates through the roof, when you're sweating, when it's hot out, when you're sore, when you want to give up, how you respond to that stress is a pretty good indication on how you're going to respond to more or less any stresses in life. And, and a lot of that, we talk a lot about the carryover from the gym to everyday life beyond just the physical realm. There's, there's a lot of mental lessons that can be learned here too. And um, when you, when you purposely short reps or short the range of motion or short the time or lie about the time or give a false time, it, it kind of shows how you're going to respond to a lot of other things in life, which is not well, uh, or, not with the proper response too. So I always come back to the thought, like how, how you do anything is how you, how you do everything. And kind of bringing it back to what you guys are talking about too a little bit. I think right off the bat, when, when you look at a workout and you kind of question, you ask yourself like, how hard should I push it today? Or, or how fast do I want my score to be? It should always come back to not worrying about the score at the end of the day in the sense of trying to beat everybody, but trying to be the healthiest version of you. So how can I move through this workout with the intensity that the coach described with the the full range of motion for the movements that work within my abilities? How can I work to, to the best of my ability data to, to push myself and become a better version of myself? And if that means not looking at the clock, the entire workout, then that's great. If it means not looking at the people who are next to you, that's even better. Cause a lot of the times when you're, you're racing, you're racing with somebody who's next to you and 
they don't know you're racing against them. And maybe they're shorting the reps that day intentionally to cut down on the rep scheme because whatever the prescribed reps were too much for them. And now all of a sudden you're racing against them, but they're doing less reps than you, or they're scaling a movement because of an injury. Uh, and now you're, you're shorting yourself of a good workout because you're trying to chase this person next to you or chase down a certain time too. So it always comes back to how, how can you use that workout to your best ability that day to make you a better, well-rounded person and not turn it into this unnecessary competition, either with yourself or someone next to you or, or the clock. We've talked about before on the podcast of how there's a huge difference between training and competing. And, you know, we should be competing, you know, maybe once, twice, maybe three times a year. Uh, and the rest of our workouts should be uh, training sessions, right? Like maybe we compete in the open once a year and then maybe do one or two competitions a year. And that should really be it. The rest should be training. And so when you're training, the priority is, you know, making yourself better. So it's like, you know, if, you know, if the Patriots every single day, they just had their offense versus their defense. And they just like every day played a game as hard as they could. And just the offense was constantly trying to beat the defense. Um, they would crash and burn and they wouldn't get any better. Right. But if they, you know, when they practice during the week, they do drills, they slow things down. They, you know, work on their weaknesses so that when, you know, game day comes, that's when they can, that's when they can really push it. And that's a mentality that's really important in, in CrossFit because it's, there's a scoreboard every day, but that doesn't mean that it's a competition every day. And so that's something we've talked about before, but it kind of aligns with what we're going at today. If your mentality is more competing, you're going to be more tempted to, to go to, uh, you know, things like shorting reps and, and, uh, range of motion. And I think there's a really big difference too to note that it's okay to have people that you're you're competitive with in a friendly manner. Like if you if the workout calls for a a ton of running and you know someone else in the gym is a very similar runner to you, you can use their time to maybe help pace yourself or or to push yourself a little bit. And that's very different than being super competitive in the in the in the sense that like I'm going to do anything I have to do to beat their score even if that means doing less work than them. So we need to make that differential too of like, we're not telling you to not be friendly, competitive with people in the gym. That's that's that community drives us every day, but it's, it, it's one thing to be competitive and still stay inside your, your scope of what's pushing you to be the best and, and then doing less work. And then you're, you're doing the opposite. You're not getting better. Cause that person, even though your score on the board, it says you are better, that person did more work than you that day. So they're actually the one that's getting better and you're the one doing less work. So we kind of got to put that aside and, and focus on again, doing what we can to become a better person. And again, that's what translates to our everyday life too. And if, if we find ourselves through someone who shorts reps or range of motion or cuts down on time, and, and we find that translating into our everyday life where we're, we're doing things like that at work as well, or in our personal relationships, it starts with just being honest with yourself in the gym and you don't need to call yourself out in front of anybody, but call yourself out to yourself and, and then just start doing every rep in the gym, start making sure you're hitting that full range of motion to your ability, uh, be honest with your scores and, and that stuff will translate into your everyday life as well. I think of like motivation behind this issue and why it manifests. And I think for, from my coach's perspective, a lot of times it's tied to how an athlete identifies themselves and, and their 
maybe unhealthy way that they tie their value to what they put on the board. Right. And I'll tell you like straight up. And I know this is the case for a lot of coaches, the coaches, me as a coach, I can't speak for everybody. And I, but, but I do think this is a, a shared thought. Coaches tend to like behind closed doors, really like and support athletes maybe who aren't the best or don't always have the best scores in terms of performance, but are the most uh, consistent movers have the most integrity. You know, they're always doing what they say they're doing and they're doing it with good intentions. Right. And that a hundred times will beat somebody who's like, you know, quote unquote, a superior athlete on paper. If you don't have integrity, if you compromise on your movement, if you compromise on what you say you did, compared to what you actually did. Um, it's not going to make coaches think more of you because your, your score mm-hmm. is great. Right. We also, I think we have a sixth sense for that type of stuff. Like I do think there's athletes out there who maybe don't think we, you know, have this pre-timing in our head. I'm like, all right, well, this many reps is probably going to take this many time. I know this person, I know how they move. We're not, <laughs> we weren't born yesterday. When we write workouts, we know roughly how long each movement's going to take, how long each set's going to take. So when things are grievous and you're like, oh, it doesn't add up, even if we don't mention it, we notice. And that kind of can bring us to our next point. How do us as coaches navigate this? All right? Is this something that it, it's not like in a lot of a lot of times, it's not like you're just going to stop the workout, call somebody out, make a, make a fool of somebody. That's not how I roll. I know that's not how we roll here. But how do we navigate this as coaches? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. It's something I've I've thought a lot about over the years, especially recently. And I'll be honest, probably in my my early years of coaching and even early years of doing CrossFit, I had a very very negative mindset attached to anybody who cut reps. It was more or less in my mind, like if you if you cheat on your time, you're a low moral person. You're a cheater in life in general, and you're more or less a bad person, which is a, which is a pretty harsh extreme. Uh, I've lessened up on that over the years. I think I've had a, a bit of a, a reckoning about rep shaving recently. And I, th- you kind of hit the nail on the head when you started talking about this topic, Tyler. And he said, the reason why people cheat is because they, they attach their identity to something, whether it's their score or how much weight they can do or, or whether it may be. And I, I, I think that is the reason. I think people cheat because they don't believe and cheat's a strong word. They, they, they cut their reps or yeah, they, they do it because they don't believe that the effort that they put in that day is good enough, or they don't believe that they are living up to the standard that they've either set for themselves or they have perceived that someone else has set for them. And I think a lot of the time it is people who it can be a, a, a lot of people. Maybe it's someone who's new in the gym who is coming from being good at things. And then this is the first time in a long time they're not good at things. And they feel like they need to, in their mind, rise up to a certain standard they're setting. And I think a lot of time, too, it is somebody who is good at CrossFit or, or one of the, the better athletes who, whether it's they put this on themselves or they think that others have put this standard on them, they need to hit this standard every day of being the best score in the box. Uh, and like we talked about, we don't, we don't care about that stuff. We care about how well you move, how healthy you are. Um, are you coming in every day and doing your best? Are you recovering properly? Are you eating properly? Are you being a good person in the community? Um, but I, I think you're correct when you say people do this stuff because they've attached their identity to it. And it comes down to, for whatever reason that day, they didn't feel like they were good enough. So they needed to 
say a different score or cut down the reps or try to, and that score they gave is in their mind, living up to the standard they have set for themselves. You know, I'm not qualified to talk too much about the psychology of it, but I obviously will, you know, give my, my two cents on it. And it's, it's a tough, it's a tough territory to navigate. Um, especially if other members are noticing or are bringing it up to you. It's like, all right, well, like I said, you're not going to just make a fool of somebody in front of a class. You're not going to stop their workout. A lot of times I think it's just a conversation with you and an individual and, and even, even kind of promoting the idea is like, maybe you miscounted what happened here. I noticed this. I was, I, I just so happened to, you know, watch the clock at this point and, and it didn't seem to add up. So I think coming at it with like, with a non confrontational, non accusal type of perspective as a coach is the best way to handle it. Um, but I know there are other coaches out here who's like, no bullshit. Like if I see that happening, you're going to get yelled at in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe if, if the actual root cause is some type of self worth, you know, issue, then that's not going to be a resourceful way to handle it. I, th I think the answer is going back to what Eric said is, is looking, understanding and identifying what's training and what's competing because people who come to mind that do this type of rep shaving on a regular basis, when I think about what I think they think about in the, that the daily classes are, they think every day is a competition and every day is a test and they are deathly afraid of failing that test. And that's why, those reps get cut, the range of motion gets cut, the time gets cut, whatever it may be. So if we can just shift that mindset into today's just a day for me to train inside of my own abilities and to still challenge myself, I think that that's the turning point is identifying that you are welcome here just like everybody else. We're not going to kick you out if you don't get a certain time, even if you think like you didn't do well that day, as long as you came in and you you pushed yourself and you worked as hard as you could and you cheered other people along and you were a great part of that community. Like we want, we want you there. Um, that's not to say we don't want people there who, who rep cut, but in their mind, I, I think that they think if they don't live up to the certain standard, we're going to look lesser. We're going to look at them as a, a lesser of a person. That's, that's just not the case at all. I also think as a coach and, and how to handle this a lot of times, you know, for better or for worse, I kind of have this dialogue with myself that like, they're not really hurting anybody else in class. They're not hurting the community per se. The only person that's suffering from their lack of standard is themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it is, it does necessitate a conversation, but doesn't necessitate for them to be, you know, shamed. No. Yeah. And I think there's, I've also seen, which is kind of, uh, kind of related where someone, thinks that someone is rep cutting but maybe they're not and then it like leads them to be tempted to rep cut because this person's cutting reps and i'm gonna cut reps um and that's that's another thing it's like staying you know i can i can totally understand why it's frustrating where you you give your all and someone next to you um, you know, cuts reps and they end up beating your score. Yeah, like that's, that's frustrating. Um, but it's also more, it's more important to just stay in your lane and realize like, you know, I don't know what's going on with this person. I'm going to give my all today and, and, and be happy with that, you know, um, because it can 
go down the path of like, oh, this person's cutting reps. Now I'm going to cut reps. And I've, I've seen that before too, which is, which is uh, not a good thing. And all you're doing at the end of the day is just taking away from your own, your own fitness, right? What, what we do in class on a day-to-day basis is your, is your general, general physical preparedness is your baseline of fitness. And if we're cutting on that, then we're cutting out on our, on our wellness and our overall health. I have seen throughout my years of coaching, a lot of times people who have the tendency to short reps or, or short their times are also people who can spend a lot of time in the gym. They're here for class every day. They maybe spend an hour or two after class doing extra programming and doing all this extra catch-up work. I, I can't help but think in the back of my mind that it's just, none of that extra work really matters when we're not doing the basis of our work to begin with. When we're shorting ourselves from our classwork or shorting ourselves in the reps in class, and then we're, we're making up for all this extra stuff we have to do, we could make up so much time by just doing what we need to do in class. You don't need to be here for hours on end in the gym. You can have so much more hours to go enjoy life outside the gym. So I, I think it's always important to come back to like, again, how we, how we do anything is how we do everything. And we should treat that class that we're in as that basis of our health and wellness and fitness and do that as well as we can over anything else. Yeah. I think intention is the big word there. Like, and I've, I've experienced this in my own fitness and I've uh, talked about this on the podcast before, but like, if you, if you just give all of yourself to a one hour CrossFit class or one watt a day, but you do it with no compromise, you do it with integrity and you, and you do it at your level on the threshold of what you can do and what you can't do. That's, that's really all you need. If you want to go to the games, you got to do more. If you want to make this a, a, a career, you got to do more. But if you want to just be fit, healthy, happy, get better at CrossFit, have some intention and go into your workout without any compromising and move as good as you can even when you're tired, especially when you're tired. I don't know if, if we want to end it on this, but I think a good positive note, you know, that this really isn't that big of an issue. Like, and it, and it never has been a serious issue over the past 10 and a half years that we've been open. Um, you know, there's always, you know, one or two people maybe um, that, and, and the coaches know it. Most people know it. Some people complain about it. Um but in general, you know, out of our community of, you know, 300 people or whatever, the fact that we only have one or two, I think that's kind of almost, uh, it's reassuring for the, the human race that out of all those people, nobody, uh, compromises and cheats and that kind of thing. Right. Like in general, I think humans are, you know, they, they enjoy being honorable and they are, you know, we, in, in general, humans are, uh, they like to be honest. So that's something that's a good takeaway from this. Definitely. And I, th- I think it's important to note too, like if you do see someone doing this, like Eric said before, or, or Tyler said, they might be going through some stuff. You don't know what they're going through right now. Just focus on your work. And that if we all focus on doing the best we can, then we're all going to be better because of it. We appreciate your time, guys. Thank you for tuning in again. If there's some some subjects we haven't spoken about recently or maybe ever, and you'd like to hear about it, please feel free to send them to us. We're always open to input from the members and maybe even people who are outside of our community. So uh, 
again, thank you for turning in. And if you got comments on this one, drop them. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next time here on Primal Athletics Radio.